Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, good afternoon, and uh, it's a hump day edition of the Lori and Julia Show. My talk 1071, everything entertainment. First of all, I want to thank the uh, wonderful people that showed up at Chanhassen Dinner Theater yesterday during our Santa stop. We overflowed the bins and the barrels, so thank you so much for, for your generosity. And I should also mention that um, our next Santa stop, this is a biggie for us, guys. We are going to be at Mall of America a week from tomorrow. So there should be a bit of a crowd there. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah it was fun. I'm glad we had two wonderful days of wedding and love is in the air news before we get right back into it. I mean, that was shocking this morning. I got up early about to Matt Lauer? Yeah. at 5 o'clock or something, 5.14 to be exact. Yeah. And I got my first bang on my phone from the Daily Mail because they're ahead. Mm-hmm. And I saw it and I'm like, no way. And then my friend in Seattle, so it's like 2 o'clock for her, right. for Shannon. She sends me something. Yeah, oh, my mom did and too. And I'm just, I was going crazy waiting for the seven o'clock for three hours, waiting for seven o'clock to come around to hear what's going on. But yeah, it's. Well, we have, we've got the, we've got the audio about Matt Lauer being terminated by NBC News. And does this include Savannah? Yeah, it starts with Savannah. All right, let's go. Okay. Just moments ago, NBC News chairman Andy Lack sent the following note to our organization. Dear colleagues, on Monday night, we received a detailed complaint from a colleague about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace by Matt Lauer. It represented, after serious review, a clear violation of our company's standards. As a result, we have decided to terminate his employment. While it is the first complaint about his behavior in the over 20 years he has been at NBC News, we were also presented with reason to believe this may not have been an isolated incident. Our highest priority is to create a workplace environment where everyone feels safe and protected, and to ensure that any actions that run counter to our core values are met with consequences, no matter who the offender. We are deeply saddened by this turn of events, but we will face it together as a news organization and do it in as transparent a manner as we can. That is the statement from our chairman, Andy Lack, and we just learned this moments ago, just this morning. As I'm sure you can imagine, we are devastated and we are still processing all of this. And I will tell you right now, we do not know more than what I just shared with you, but we will be covering this story as reporters, as journalists, I'm sure we will be learning more details in the hours and days to come. And we promise we will share that with you. Mm-hmm. Well, we can hear a voice breaking Oh, up I was dying. I, was... I thought that was kind of like, wow, unbelievable. But what else, what are you going to do if this just meeting happened last night? I In the afternoon in yesterday. The, yeah, in the afternoon. And I, I guess... You know, and GMA didn't know right away at the top of the hour. They led with North Korea and the missile. They didn't do the story till 7.15. Are you kidding? They had somebody watching right. the show. And, of course, NBC should break their own news about yes. firing their longtime, 
you know, their highest paid journalists. The, the face of the, the Today, Today Show. show. There yep. haven't been that many anchor, anchors. Mm-mm. And he was the highest man paid in um, network TV yep. at $25 million. Now Kelly Ripa is the highest paid at $22 million. That makes me happy. Yeah, but uh, the New York Times and Variety have, have been, been working on stories featuring interviews with multiple women who are accusing Lauer of sexual harassment and GMA did have a little bit of audio talking with one of the New York Times reporter as well as they might have gotten a couple comments from Larry Sackett who used to be the managing editor over at People because you and I we've We've always always known stories about Matt Lauer has a wandering eye and a wandering hand and that he seemed to be pretty known for having affairs. Affairs, but we always thought it was like it was mutual an affair. affairs. Yes, exactly. It was a mutual, mutual thing. Never, I never knew about that. That was the thing we knew, and we knew that he was responsible for getting Ann Curry kicked out of NBC News mm-hmm. when she was promoted to anchor. They yes. called it Operation Bambi. Yep. Page Six had a gazillion stories. Yep. So uh, Ann Curry's people are like so happy about this, but. That was what I think took me first. The shock was I didn't know he was a predator. Is, yeah, is it a harasser, harassing I, I didn't and intimidating either, women. I thought he had all these mutually mutual, consensual, same. and that his wife just lived out in the Hamptons and looked the other way. Totally, because we've known this for a long time. She filed divorce papers on him like ten years ago. I know, accusing him of cruel and inhumane treatment mm-hmm. and, and leaving her alone out there with the little kids. Remember that? And, and yeah. then they got yeah. pregnant after that. Do you have the GMA audio or whatever? Yeah, it's the. This is Jim Rutenberg. Okay, I think, and he's with the New York, York Times. Times. Mm-hmm. Right, here we go. Twenty more on this now from Jim Rutenberg, the reporter who broke the story for the New York Times, also our friend uh, Larry Hackett, former executive editor of People Magazine. And Jim, let me begin with you right now. You put out that tweet early this morning, just before the Today Show came on the air. What more can you tell us about how this went down? You know, all, all I can say myself, because this news broke in NBC, uh, you know, just this morning to the staff, um, was that there had been these rumors going around for, for some time. Reporters started chasing them. Um, and clearly it got the attention, uh, as it should have. And I think there'll be questions now in, in all of our, indus- throughout the industry and other industries, uh, how quickly should these, uh, allegations have been looked into in the first place. But the, uh, move by Andy Lack was swift and let there be no doubt that this is a seismic moment in our culture and in the media. As you said, and we've reported, we've known for some time that both the New York Times and Variety had been looking into questions, been asking questions about this for the last several weeks. But according to to NBC's chairman, Andy Lack, the complaint only came in on Monday night. Uh, This must have, all I I can conclude from his memo is that this complaint was so specific and so troubling to them that they had to make a move. And, And the key uh, line in the memo that he sent to his staff this morning was a quote unquote, we were also presented with reason to believe this may not have been an isolated incident. We can only assume that was, uh, there was more than one reason and there was a lot of uh, that they were presented with to make them move this fast against their one of their top, top people. And, and Jim, at this point, is, is, is the New York Times prepared to report anything additional on Matt Lauer based on the questions you all had been asking? Uh, a reporting effort is underway, and, and it will obviously now move even a little bit faster than it already had been. And Variety is also working on the story. Mm-hmm. NBC is covering their ass yes, because they, they have been 
complicit in a lot of um, covering up of news stories. They they had Ronan Farrow investigate Harvey Weinstein. We'll give you the money, the camera crew, the resources. He comes to them in August. I've got a story. Two people are going on record. NBC News. Turns it away. Turns it away. Okay, that was in mm-hmm. August. So he lets That's huge. The, the New Yorker gets it. Mm-hmm. Last summer, NBC News knew about the Access Hollywood tape where then candidate Donald yep. Trump was bragging to Billy Bush about, you know, uh, just yes. grabbing him by right. the you know what right. and yep. talking about Nancy O'Dell yep. not naming her. The NBC News sat, sat on, on that and it was a someone at Access Hollywood who leaked that because they were afraid NBC News was gonna squash that. Right. And also, and NBC News owns Access Hollywood. They own Bravo TV. Right. Um, In October of this year, he had a very hostile interview with Corey Feldman. You and I were both uncomfortable about how that interview was about sexual pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And he also, if you go back to last September, when he did some kind of a town hall debate, he put Hillary Clinton over the coals about the emails, just the emails. Yep, and then he let candidate Trump skate over on everything, mm-hmm. gave him a pass. And I'm even going back to, we had this guy on, but we didn't talk about the Matt Lauer chapter. Do you remember that book that came out a couple years ago? Um, and Neil Justin wrote about it. It was it's about media. Top of the yeah. morning. Yep. Oh, yep. 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 Brian yep. Stelter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in it, he um, cites, uh, This chapter called Show Your Work, which is all about what an old boys club atmosphere Mm -hmm. was happening at Fox, Mm -hmm. at NBC News. And so I think CBS, probably all of them. Yeah, because of Charlie Rose, you know, that's been known. And now I'm wondering if George Stephanopoulos is sweating at all. I hope not. Well, just remember, he did run the White House um, press, uh, public relations Mm -hmm. press secretary for Clinton. And then they were smearing all those ladies. Yep. I mean, couldn't. We had two days, people. This one, we had two magical days days of love is in there. But I really, I think that Matt Lauer, uh, I wonder if his wife is going to file or stay. Well, well, should we take well, some calls co- and find out what people know? Please, 651-641-1071. If you want to weigh in this, we'd love to hear from you. All right, we'll be right back. Got a couple of callers lined up for you. All right, you. Donnie, All right. Let's, All right. let's do it. We're talking about Matt Lauer being accused of sexual harassment by multiple women in stories that have been in the works for months. NBC said that they are firing him for one specific complaint that supposedly... Was the first one in... 20 years that, that they've ever had. Uh, but, right. you know, Matt Lauer reported to Andy Lack, who's the NBC News guy. He had to be fired. Oh, he he I has mean, really yeah. sat on and made but some But we really choices. did just think Matt Lauer was just somebody who had affairs and his Same. wife looked the other way. And we never. This we was never, shocking for us today. He, I know. So let's hear. Who are we this talking to first? Susan. Susan, what say you, Hi. woman? Hi. Yeah, I don't believe this is the first one that they knew about because I think there was some hubbub about why all of a sudden Natalie Morales left the Today Show to go on the West Coast. And I think it was because there was a little too much hokey pokey going on there. Well, they both, we have the audio um, of Natalie Morales and she was on Access Hollywood today. And she said, 
Um, we have the exact Well, quote. I know. We do. And, right. you know, they both had to deny it they out did. loud on their shows. But yep. it was it was reported, like you said. It was, it was over and over that those two had had a thing. And we always thought it was weird that she would trade the prestige of a morning show for basically a nighttime gossip show. Yeah. Exactly. For Billy Bush, remember the trade right. was Natalie. Was. And then the next thing you know, they shoved Tamron Hall out. Well, that was and just Katie ridiculous. Kirk, and Katie Kirk, Yeah. That's, Katie Couric said that the thing that was the most annoying about him is he was always pinching her bottom. <laughs> she did say that, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I, at the time, I guess I thought it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. Or I, 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 I don't never know. knew that there was an issue between Katie and Matt. And Yeah, it was on, she said it on... Watch um, What Happens yeah, Live. Yeah, she did. Watch Daddy What Happens Live. Right. Well, I mean, I do think the one that was really where we were just really the most furious with Matt... Um, was Operation Bambi, which was the name that in that book about morning TV, top of the morning, was the title NBC gave after they promoted Ann Curry to take over for Katie Couric in the anchor seat to get rid of her because A, she wasn't a good fit, and B, Matt Lauer didn't like her. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. remember that? But she, and, yep. and she came back to the show. Um, to say goodbye. No, oh, no, oh, no, to do something at the Rio Olympics. They, to do something. And Matt Lauer said to her twice on air, it was so great. It's so nice to see you again. And she just looked through him. It was just like right. such a great burn. So I do think that, I mean, Matt, that Ann Curry really was screwed over by uh, Matt Lauer and NBC. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, yeah. All right. It's just so disappointing because we've had him in our in our morning coffee, coffee with him yeah, every day. And right. Charlie and Rose. I, I, mean, love, I love his personality watching him on air. Yep. He's so good. Yeah. He's such a good reporter and interviewer. I mean, but, I thought Al whoa. Roker was going to cry. cry. And Savannah yeah, looked like it, he was fighting it. For right. sure. Yeah. And also they have to clip him out. They're doing fast editing because they had pre-taped some of the NBC lighting up the Christmas tree. Yeah. Yes, for tonight. It's on tonight. Oh, wow. And there's stuff all over the, the internet that they haven't taken down right. yet. Charlie oh. Rose is glad about Matt Lauer. Right. Yeah, just because so, yeah. it's taking the heat off of him. All right, thank you, Susan. All right, thanks. Before Who else are we going to talk to? This is Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Let's talk Matt Lauer. Hi. Hi. First of all, I love, love, love you two and Donnie, too. Thank you so much for being a ray of sunshine. Oh, oh thank so you. Sweet. Day. And I'm just heartbroken, truthfully, about him and all of this coming forward because I just felt like we all wanted him to be who we wanted him to be. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. That his wife had filed for a divorce years ago, but they reconciled. Right. And she essentially lives in the Hamptons with the kids. Yep. And he goes to visit on the weekend. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. He, he is um, into his, uh, you know, his oldest son, Jack, I think is 15 now. He's going to have some explaining yeah, to do with his is. family. And, and it, um, we've, like what we've said earlier is, you know, Matt Lauer has been known to have affairs for years. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, um, this is in People Magazine just this afternoon. I think it was posted at like 1.30 that um, ousted Today host Matt Lauer had multiple extramarital affairs. Everyone knew about it. He regularly cheated wow. on his wife. Everyone knew he lives in the Hamptons and, and she lives in the Hamptons. He lives in the cities. But he, we I just feel like when we, I'm sorry, when we talked about this, we need to be super careful too about yeah. consensual affairs versus right. sexual yes, harassment. You're right. Okay. You're, just you're, because someone is a you know, com- cheater, it doesn't mean they sexually harass people. But me, I don't know. I think that's well, something well, to the, be careful the, of. Okay, the story, the story that NBC yeah. got, the, the reason why they fired him is that the, the the victim, this NBC person... A colleague. A colleague that he sexually assaulted her at the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics. Yep. So, you Which know... Is- We'll have he to be fired for that. Of course. Of course and yeah. and, and he was. And I also think that NBC fired him because they knew that the New York Times and Variety were doing stories they gotta, because they were calling and getting asking for comments from different people. They, they wanted to get ahead of the story. And here's the other thing about the news chairman of NBC, Andy Lack. Yeah. He headed the network from 93 to 2001. And then he started again in 2015. And he has to do damage control for two major scandals at NBC. He was the key player in the, in the decision not to run the reporter Ron Farrow's Harvey Weinstein scoop. Okay. And he has also, the ratings have fallen under him. You know, 2015. Good Morning go. America. Is, yeah, that is, Andrew Lack needs yeah. to go. That president. It's just terrible. Yeah. No, and keep, I, it's supposedly this was reported in when it happened in Sochi. Oh, the really? Really? A complaint with HR, and now it's just coming to fruition. Oh, which boy. Is just, that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Carolyn, thank you for calling. And Keith, thank you so yeah, thank you. Keith Oberman um, gave a quote and he said, Matt Lauer was remorselessly vindictive and a, tyr- a tyrant to everyone at NBC. And management re- always enabled him and buried the issue. Who reported Keith that? Keith Oberman. Oh. Is that a surprise? No. No. Well, he got I guess, fired from MSNBC. I guess we did know he was vindictive about the Ann Curry Operation Bambi. Oh, Lord, bread and beer. Okay, we're going to talk about a really great book when we come back. Mary Kubica is joining us for Every Last Lie. And uh, and then and then I'm sure we'll come back to old Matt Lauer. Oh, Lord, we'll be right back. My Talk 107.1. Everything. And by the way, they're real oh. and they're spectacular. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today on this Wednesday. We are absolutely delighted to have New York Times bestselling author Mary Kubica with us. I just read uh, The Good Girl on a Mexican vacation a couple weeks ago. And Julie and I tore through your fourth novel, Every Last Lie. So good. Mary, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Yes. Well, you're in Chicago and we're in the Twin Cities. So we're probably enjoying similar weather 
You know, just Absolutely. sort of, it's not that cold yet, mm-hmm. is it? All right, it's Mary. It's not nice and sunny today. I know, yes. Mary. So give people the setup of uh, your book, Every Last Lie, so we can get people to become fans, fans of all of your books. Sure, sure. Every Last Lie is set in suburban Chicago, and it begins when a young father is killed in a car crash, and he has his four-year-old daughter in the back seat at the time of the crash. She's fine, um, and it's just ruled an accident that he was going too fast and took a sharp turn too quickly until the little girl starts having nightmares in the coming days about another car being on the road with her father and she that afternoon and pushing them off the road. And so the man's widow sets off to find their husband's killer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that you uh, do in this story, and I feel like, Maybe it was also in The Good Girl. I love when you have the different characters tell Tell their their side of the story. I don't know why I feel that adds to the suspense. Is that why you do that? I do. I I feel, I I do it for a few reasons. I feel that it adds to the suspense, but I think that readers also get this comprehensive view of the story that you wouldn't necessarily get Mm -hmm. from just one perspective. So in Every Last Lie, the story is told from the widow, Clara's point of view in the present, but it's also told from Nick's point of view in the past, beginning two months prior to his death and leading right up to the moment of that accident. It, it's so good. You know, and, and when you talk, I just could feel for Clara because as she's pulling back the onion, I mean, yeah. the different layers of what was going on in Nick's life, the grief she feels. Well, and the, and the secrets and the that secrets, people, I mean, you know, we're talking secrets. about Matt Lauer, right. you know, we're having this whole cultural moment where there are these quote-unquote open secrets about people that people don't want to know or we look the other way and you know so with Nick and his secrets he doesn't even begin to know what to do with them and she doesn't know what to do with them when she feels like she stepped into one it's like our instinct is kind of just bury our heads Right, right. Yes, absolutely. As Clara begins to, you know, investigate his murder, she finds out so much about her husband that she didn't know. And, you know, she's coming to terms with the grief and the the loss while kind of figuring out that he's leading this duplicitous life. It's, it was interesting to me, too, kind of the forensic stuff about the forensic accounting and bank accounts and things yeah. like that. How much people can do without their spouse knowing. Right. I mean, that was, I mean, you know, with I don't want to give away the story. Yeah, yeah, Because it's yeah. so good, but just how much that can be done. And, um, you know, when you're writing this book, this is your fourth suspense novel. And um, do you, when you set out, do you have, like, an idea, this kind of the book I'm going to write, or does it come to you as you start writing it? How does your process it, work? Yeah, it really comes as I go. I, I start any new project with um, sort of that initial problem, the mystery that's going to be solved, but I have no idea exactly who my characters are or how they're going to evolve over the course of the novel or just all the twists and turns that this story is going to take. And I usually don't know that big kind of surprise, twisty ending. Um, it, just, it sort of comes organically through the process. I feel like I need to get to know my characters a little bit to figure out what decisions they're going to make throughout the novel and where the story is going to go. And is there anything, Mary, that when you start the story that you, like, okay, I... This might have happened in your family once or, you know, someone. Is there any like spark like, OK, that's a good idea. I'm going to write a book about that kind of like I'm always paying attention, you know, whether it's 
on the news or on conversations, you know, that I'm overhearing or if it's something that's going on in my personal life. My stories themselves are fiction. You know, they're not based on something that happens to my family and my characters themselves are purely fictional. But I might take little tidbits of, you know, um, somebody in my family or a friend or of a conversation that I overhear and try and work that into the story itself. It's so good. So you're on, you know, you have not been writing very long. Right? I mean, it's novels. No, I, You've had like four in like five years or something? I have. Yeah, my first book came out in 2014. So it's been basically a book a year since then. Um, I've been writing since then. Well, of <laughs> course you've been writing. I mean, but, yeah, published. Published <laughs> is the key. Wise, though, yes, it, it happened very fast. And it's been... It's just been a bit surreal for me. It's just, it's so exciting. Um, and, and knock on wood, you know, that excitement never seems to diminish with each book. And have have all of your books or just half of your books, how many have been optioned for TV or movie? The Good Girl. My very first book has been optioned. Oh, it um, has. Oh. have not yet. Oh, do you oh. think they're going to film it up in um, Grand Rapids? Wouldn't that be exciting? <laughs> or not Grand Rapids, Grand no, Marais, Grand, Grand Marais. Marais off the Gunflint right, Trail. Right. Right, that would be very exciting, <sighs> but I don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, Minnesota, we might have, maybe we've got the Hollywood rebate thing happening. Did anyone great option The Good Girl that you're really excited about? Can you talk about it? Um, where the the official announcement has not been okay. made yet, so I can't talk too much about it, but I'm, I'm really thrilled, and I know that the team is super enthusiastic about it, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what becomes of it. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah, I wonder how much, um, you know, that the impact of, um, you know, Big Little Lies, having that right. book, you know, getting adapted, and then with the success of Gone Girl Jillian and Flynn, Girl on a yes. Train, you know, they're... Women we, writers we, are having... Yeah, we love these psychological suspense thrillers. They're really quite good. Oh, yeah. I, as a reader, I love them, too. And I know that they're they're hugely popular these days. And, and I think that they really resonate with readers, women especially, because they sort of take our everyday, ordinary life and kind of turn it on end. And yet these are very plausible situations. Mm-hmm. Any of these things can happen to us. But they're definitely outside of our comfort zone. So I think they, they keep us as readers really on the edge of our seat. Yeah. it's good. Now, what was the last That's... great book that you read, Mary? Oh, gosh. I've read, I've read quite a few. I have to say um, Wendy Walker's Emma in the Night was one of the latest ones that I've read that just absolutely loved. Um, I'm a big fan of B.A. Paris. Um, she came out with The Breakdown earlier this year, and that's phenomenal. And she has another book set to release next year. So those are two of my biggest um, the authors that I admire. Yeah, that do you like. Mary, do you remember, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Mary, how do you say it? Kabika. Kabika. Every Last Lie. <laughs> it's a great book. Um, do you remember what was the first book you read as a child where you're like, I love reading Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I was, gosh, probably maybe middle school. Um, I read Natalie Babbitt's Tuck Everlasting and The Eyes of the Amaryllis, two different books, and I just was totally captured with them. You know, I, I loved them. I've read them many times since. I've read them with my children now that they're a little bit older. And um, they both have mysterious elements to them. So I, I knew early on that I was sort of drawn to that genre. Mm, so cool. Yeah. Well, it's such a treat to meet you, a fellow Midwestern gal. And good luck yeah. to you. And we'll um, keep our eyes out. Your yes. next book is coming out next summer. Yes, yes. The next one will be out next year. So um, I think it'll be more of a September release. They don't have an actual date yet. But early fall, keep an eye out for it. Well, okay. thank you. So- <laughs> 
All right. It'll be here soon. Mary, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Again, the book is uh, Every Last Lie. It's Mary Kubica's uh, fourth best-selling uh, novel. And we've got a couple copies to give away. 651-641-1071. Great book of suspense. We'll be right back. Previously, is it too much to ask for details about Matt Lauer? Well, the two variety reporters who tweeted this morning in the wake of his being fired from the Today Show yes. said that they'd been working on a story for a couple of months. That story is published. Oh, it is. Tell me. There's got to be more. more oh, more, more. Julia. I don't. I, here we go. Is just he get ready. just as bad as everyone else and wants to be in bathrobes and expose himself? Just about, Julia. I he, can't. Why do men want to do this? He a colleague a sex toy as a present with oh. an explicit note about how he wanted to use it on her. <gasps> Another day, he summoned a different female employee to his office and then dropped his pants, <gasps> showing her his penis. Why? After the... The employee declined to do anything. Visibly shaken, he reprimanded her for not engaging. He would sometimes quiz female producers about who they'd slept with, offering to trade names. And he loved to do a crass quiz game with men and women in the office. Bleep, marry, or kill. You know, well, we play that. Yeah, right? in which she would identify the female co-host that he would like to sleep with. The accounts of Lauer's behavior at NBC are the result of a two-month investigation by Variety. Wow. With dozens of former and current staffers. Variety has talked to three women who identify themselves as victims of sexual harassment. And their stories have been corroborated corroborated, um, by friends or colleagues. Um, They've asked for now to remain unnamed, fearing professional repercussions. And I don't know... What's in Lauer's contract, but to me, he wouldn't get paid. No, the rest. He was only signed through 2018, right? But I don't. I think he's done getting paid. Well, we all have the morality. I don't know part. if there's a. We no, don't know if there's, there's a morality, be a morality or termination. Part. There's, there's always be a morality these morality part. things. Yeah. Although Roger Ailes got paid, but well, maybe right. and Bill but, O'Reilly got paid his severance, yep. right? So you never know. You're right. Just because we have morality in ours, and right. you know, we're not at a Matt Lauer level. Um, and several women told Variety that they had complained to execs well, at NBC. That was what the first time in twenty years. That well, that's we called ever... covering your ass. Yeah, that big time. we didn't believe it. It fell on deaf ears because of the lucrative advertising surrounding the Today Show. Well, duh. Yeah, <laughs> and execs were eager to keep him happy. It's not. Uh, let's see, NBC. Of course, they had to ask. Do that quickly because of Harvey Weinstein, right, Charlie right, Rose, right, all these right, other right. things. But behind the scenes, Matt Lauer was very different than the squeaky clean dad he came off yeah, on the Today Show, surprise. according to Variety. He was fixated on women, their bodies, their looks, according to more than 10 accounts from current and former employees. He was known for making lewd comments. Or sending lewd texts. Oh, he once made. He doesn't even use Twitter. Does he know how to text? Matt. Yeah. For Lauer, work and sex were intertwined. A former producer who knew firsthand of Matt's some consensual en- encounter said there were a lot of consensual relationship, but it's still a problem because of the power he had. He right. couldn't sleep around with celebrities. Right. Or New York people that right. might know his wife are right. on the road with random people right. because he's Matt Lowered and he's very married. So he'd have to do it within the NBC 
network. Network. Right. Uh, where he exuded power and he knew people wouldn't ever complain. He was paranoid about being followed by tabloid reporters. He had his office in a secluded space and he had a button under his desk that allowed him to lock the door from inside <gasps> without it's, getting It's like up. a movie. It is. I know. Remember and, the photos that we saw a couple years ago with the blonde woman, Lori, on um, at the Hamptons? Do you remember those? Yeah. I can't remember who that was. but um, And his longtime booker last month, Matt Zimmerman, was fired over sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. That was Matt Lauer's, the, uh, you know, he had a high executive position and he did the booking. And his conduct was not a secret about... From other employees, one of the anchors would always gossip about the stories she'd heard, and management just said they protected the hell out of Matt Lauer. Well, he's the bank. He's the money maker. Yeah, and some of the producers told Variety, and they wanted to remain off-record or uh, anonymous, that they worried uh, that their careers would be sidelined if they didn't return his advances. There's such shame with Matt not liking you. And I did this special with him, and we were traveling, and I had a cold sore on my lip. And I heard him say to Brian Gumbel, oh, she's got this really ugly cold sore on her lip. She's just disgusting to look at. And he had editorial clout over what was aired on the Today Show. Right. He would frequently dismiss stories about cheating husbands. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And then he started to have to have, because of Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly, Harvey Weinstein, he started to have it in September. Lauer asked Bill O'Reilly if he ever sent lewd text messages he said, think about that. Think about those women and what that did. And now, you know, oh, here yeah. it's he all is. coming back in the. Oh, so that's the variety. Who knows right. what the New York Times well, story is? Well, they haven't published have. it yet because they have only had excerpt. There's been nothing. Well, here's Natalie Morales on oh. Access Hollywood Live today. Practically crying. Practically I it. crying, where both of them strongly denied they ever had an inappropriate relationship. But the rumor mill was. Wasn't always- it after Whistler? After the Whistler Olympics, it happened during the, oh, the Whistler Vancouver Olympi- Olympics, the Vancouver Olympics. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm go. sorry, I'm thinking Whistler. I, I saw uh, the let news. Me, let me let me go start that again. Here we go. Okay. You know, I I saw the news and woke up to the news, like everyone this morning, just in shock. Um, the Today Show, of course, has been my family for 16 years now, and it is difficult. I think everybody's saying how difficult it is to process the news. I have personally dealt with rumors uh, in the past for years that were hurtful to me, to my family. Um, They diminish my hard work. I've addressed those rumors head on in the past. That is not the story today. And And then she goes on to say this. To say, you know, good good for the women who went forward. It's amazing. I mean, how scary. But she strongly denied when she went to Access Hollywood and she did a written statement, a story to people saying, I have not had an affair with Matt Lauer. There's been this ugly rumor. He's the father of my child. We wanted to get away from New York. My husband and I. I know she did. And I really think she didn't want those hours either. I mean, she doesn't have to get up that early anymore. No, that's true. You know what? And if you're a family, you know, when your kids start playing, you want to be up later at night. You know, she seemed very. And then, of course, everyone is replaying. Katie Couric um, was on Watch What Happens Live. A few, like what? 2012. Okay. So, it was the first time she was in the clubhouse. So, Andy Andy had her plead the The fifth. fifth. Okay. And, um, 
And of course, pleading the fifth is always bringing up topics that people would generally not want to ask. And right. Katie did not plead the fifth. And here's, uh, I think the question is, what is Matt Lauer's most annoying yes. habit? Yes, here we go. You co-hosted the Today Show with Matt Lauer for 15 years. What is Matt's most annoying habit? <laughs> mm. He pinches me on the ass a lot. Wow! <laughs> what? <laughs> That's five years ago. I know. And and don't you remember when we always thought that Meredith Vieira and Matt were flirting so big time? Like Meredith, re- remember that? But I think that it they had cute. that they kind had that of a cute, relationship, cute, fun relationship. They had so much. Matt was yes. busy harassing the younger Other women, people. the younger women, yes. which is always, always uh, the case. And I went back and found a story from. Two uh, years ago, when Amy Adams was promoting the Harvey Weinstein produced Big Eyes. Do you guys remember that movie? About the painter. Yeah. And he, Harvey Weinstein was on uh, the path and he sent Amy out. um, She was supposed to be talking about, um, you know, Big Eyes. And she got on the Today Show and that interview got... Uh, dramatically uh, pulled because Harvey wanted um, Matt or those people not to talk about the Sony hack. Oh, they didn't want her. And and she said she was just like, uh, I remember that, Lori. I was confused. I was frustrated. I didn't know why they pulled it. I was willing to, you know, do it. And the producers at NBC we're taking the lead from like Harvey because she said, I will answer any questions. He didn't want her to answer any questions. So he orchestrated with NBC. Can you tell us why he didn't want her to answer the questions? Because, because they were they were trying to make her sound like she was a deranged diva. I, I don't know if hmm. she was going to say something. Um, they made it sound like she didn't want to discuss the Sony hacks and it wasn't her. It was Harvey Weinstein. That's, God, hmm. he had so much power. Oh, yeah. And she was out loud about it at a red uh-huh. carpet saying, I don't understand why the Today Show. I never said I wouldn't. In fact, I said I would discuss it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it. Mm. Because what they were actresses were being asked was about the pay discrepancy. Right. And I and I will, you know, Andy Lack, who's over um, NBC, who... News. News, who came back in 2015. Um because NBC at that time, if you guys remember, lost Brian Williams. Oh, yeah, the liar. Brian Williams, after he fabricated accounts of his own home. He misremembered right. what yep. he remembered. In Iraq. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then, um, and so th- he has that. And then the Matt Lauer, it sounds like a cover-up to me, mm-hmm. basically. And also hiring Megyn Kelly, who doesn't resonate with anybody. And they paid her an outrageous amount of money. And it's an, it's a female audience in the morning. That's what it is. Matt Lauer was well, his made so image, much money, and his, his image, image yep. was something so, completely different. I mean, it right. really is shocking. It is for people who are big Today Show. We watch all three of the morning right. news shows, but I mean, I know for years and years, my, Matt Lauer was Matt, a, the Today Show was what I watched right. over GMA, and I love George. Yeah, but, but yeah, oh I guess GMA is going to clean up. Bring back Tamron Hall. No kidding. Let Ann Tamron Curry Call do. She go to CBS Morning News oh, with Gail and Nora. I don't know. Jeez, My it's a round table. I, I know it. I have no idea. All I know, maybe Willie Geist is going to be back in the NBC. I like him. I like Willie. All right, listen, we'll be back. Colleen Lindstrom.